this is a story which I wrote about how it was that I came to live on these beautiful Pender Islands and what happened in my youth that led me to choose this place, property which I bought just 30 years ago. Okay, so I am a grandfather. But I was not always a grandfather. Yep, many years ago, I was a grandson. Many, many years ago. But I remember being a grandson very well. In fact, I have worked to preserve those memories. Let me tell you about it. When I was a little boy, about six years old or so, my wonderful grandparents built a house on the water at Half Moon Bay on the Seashell Peninsula north of Vancouver. And from that age until well into my teen years, that is where I, my brothers and sisters and cousins, spent all of our summers. It was in the forest, but on the waterfront. In the sheltered bay behind it, there was a wooden float with rowboats tied alongside. We children spent hours on our tummies, gazing off the end of the float into the waters, fishing for shiners, and once in a while we caught a lingcod. We would run along the beach, throw stones into the water, and rush in for a short swim. Then we would play in the woods, running among the trees, climbing them, and even building tree forts. It was a wonderful place for children. When I was in my late teens, my interests turned to other things. Then my grandparents sold that beautiful place and moved to a smaller house closer to stores. It was many, many years before I began to yearn for those happy summers at Half Moon Bay, but eventually I did. So when I was in my 40s, I went back to see that waterfront house. Alas, it was no longer there, torn down. But I decided I would look for a similar place where my children, and later my grandchildren, could have similar fun summers. By then I had a sailboat, and we cruised the coast looking for the perfect spot. Eventually I found it, right here, on South Pender Island. So I bought it. Over two acres of forested land running right down to the water. Over the next few years, we put in a float for small boats and to use as a swimming platform. Then slowly, we built a house, patterned on the house my long past grandparents had at Half Moon Bay, a brown cedar wooden house with a kitchen, dining room, living room, and bedroom, windows all facing the water and surrounded by the forest. We even have some of the same pictures hanging in our living room it hung in the living room of my grandparents' house. And of course, we built a pathway down to the float. And what do my grandchildren do here in the summer? Remember what I did as a boy at my grandparents' house in Half Moon Bay? They row around our little Pender Island Cove in the rowboat. They lie on the dock. They fish for shiners. And yes, the occasional lingcod. They swim off the beach and off the dock. They play in the forest, and yes, they build the occasional fort. They are doing what I and my brothers and sisters and cousins did when I was a grandchild at a place that is in so many ways just the same as the place where I did those things, 
shaped by the forest and by the water. So, yes, I am a grandfather. And yes, they are my grandchildren. And someday they will be grandparents. So I say to them, to you, love our place in the woods and on the water. Enjoy it. Play on the beach. Fish off the dock. Swim in the water. Row about the bay. Play in the forest. And know that someday your grandchildren will love doing the same things. You know, I write a lot of poetry, and I mentioned in this story having a couple of the pictures, pieces of art hanging in my living room that were in my grandparents' living room. And I particularly one I look at, and I, if I'm here by myself, and I look at that picture, and then I look at the empty chairs in the room, and I can see her sitting there. Her name uh, was Marguerite Muse, M-E-U-S-E, and uh, uh, my paternal grandfather uh, uh, was Pierre Ambrose Muse. He was an Acadian. He was a fisherman. His mother tongue was French, uh, but he spoke very good English. Mind you, he swore in French. They were lovely grandparents. My grandmother, that's my maternal grandmother, was, incidentally, she was born in California, but her family moved here, I think, when she was about five or six. Uh, my family was a very working class family. My father went to grade eight and my mother went to grade 10. But somehow, and so when I finished high school, it never occurred to me to go to university. But that grandmother, when I went to work in logging camps uh, on the west coast of Vancouver Island, up around Nootka Island, she kept sending me uh, magazines and books to read. And she kept sort of encouraging me that I could go to university and move on and do better things. And eventually, when I was 22, I made the decision to do that and went on to get three university degrees. She was the most important person in my family that encouraged me to do that. And I think that's what I remember about her most. And why did she do that? Why did she sort of single me out for that? I don't know. It's interesting. She encouraged me to travel. And I, I after working on the West Coast for a couple of years, I went with a couple of friends and spent a winter traveling around Europe. And that turned out to be really significant for me because I stayed in youth hostels all over Europe. And the, the youth hostels were full of university students. I was the only one that hadn't been to university. And I think she knew that would happen. And I remember coming back and saying to my younger brother, who's two years younger than I, gee, you know, I, I've just been staying with all these university students. I'm not sure that all smarter than us, you know. We should go to university. And he said, okay. And the two of us went off to UVic and boarded together and started first year together. He went on to be a school teacher and I went on to all sorts of things. So, yeah. She was very influential. And when I was on the West Coast, she would send me things like the BBC Listener and The Economist and The New Yorker magazine. But it worked. The reading material she sent was critical. Yeah. Well, it's very interesting. He's not my blood grandfather because my grandfather, my mom's dad, died when my mother was six. And she had two brothers. And my grandfather, we called him Uncle Pete. His name was Pierre Ambrose. He, uh, he was an Acadian. And he was married and had two daughters and three sons. And his wife died. 
And he came out here being a halibut fisherman and met my grandmother and the two of them got together and married. And suddenly there was this family of eight kids and they had a wonderful relationship and marriage. Uh, and I had a lot of fun with him. He, uh, he was a fisherman. Uh, he would take, uh, in Hapoon Bay, he would take us out in the little boat with this little tiny putt-putt engine. We would go out to Thormanby Island or, and fish for salmon. And cat, he was a wonderful fisherman. And we would catch incredible salmon. And then here's another thing I remember about him, a skill that I've sure put to use living on Pender. He taught me how to split wood. So he would say to me, come on, Paul, we're going to split some wood. And then we rounds of wood. And he would come out with his cane. And he would touch the, the round of wood where I where the axe should go. And if I hit where he told me to, the wood split. And so I learned to properly split wood from him, which is something that stayed with me forever. Uh, it's funny, the little things you remember that someone like that taught you. I love where I am on South Pender Island. I love sitting in bed in the morning with Catherine having our coffee and looking out across the water, uh, which we do, and the house on Hapoon Bay and my childhood comes back to me frequently and because there's such a similarity. And I like that. I feel connected. That's good. I feel connected to my past and connected to my present.